Welcome to the SPC's Fit Talks podcast. I am your host, Sean Clarice, and we are back after almost five months of off time. I am super excited for this podcast. Um, New year, new ideas. Going to try to expand this as much as I can. I want to make it better. I want to make it longer. Um, If you hear barking in the background, that's my dog. Um, but like I'm saying, I really couldn't wait to start this. This is an exciting moment for me. Um, bringing it back after almost, like I said, almost five months. I think the last one was August. Yeah, I believe early August was the last um, podcast. So really can't wait for um, this podcast. Uh, so some of the changes that I'm making is a, there's no time limit. Not that I necessarily had a time limit, but I always tried to keep it within an hour. I just thought that was the best way to go. And I always thought that, um, uh, if I went any longer, it may have just been way too long for people to either watch or listen. And as time went on this year and you know, having time to really think about how I want this podcast to go and everything. I, um, I decided that having no time limit will allow me to just get through my thoughts faster, but also it also is in conjunction with my next goal, which is doing multiple topics in one podcast. I think the beauty of a podcast is that I can either focus on one topic specifically, but I also sometimes think that I rather just focus on multiple topics and try to hit as many as I can because it isn't a daily podcast. I ideally I would love that, but right now that can't be. This might be a weekly podcast and then when the school year happens it might go to a monthly podcast. So for me to hit multiple um ideas and multiple um things going on in the fitness community, what's going on with me and my training, all that will add up to a better podcast and I think Personally, it'll allow me to hit topics, uh, hit more topics. So starting off um, this podcast, we're going to go jump right into 2020 goals, New Year's resolutions, stuff like that. So for me, um, I have two separate goals. So in terms of this podcast and my Instagram and all that, um, and basically this whole brand that I'm trying to create is... um, on Instagram, I want five, at least 500 to 2,000 followers. Obviously, those numbers will vary. And um, I just think like 500 is a good minimum to hit in a year. Um, that would be about 300 more followers than I have now. Um, and I just think, you know, if I'm going to set my goal at a minimum, 500 seem really nice. 2,000 would be like super ideal. I don't know if I can hit that. My, obviously, I would probably want to be somewhere in the middle you know, closer to a thousand, if not in the thousands, but, um, just trying to put out more content. I'm going to try to post every single day. I'm just going to try to expand as much as I can and give you as much great information about nutrition topics and fitness. Um, as for like my Twitter, 
um, probably just like a hundred plus followers, but that might kind of go with you with my Instagram, um, YouTube. I want a hundred plus followers, but like I said, it might go even more depending on how my Instagram does. And for, um, my podcast, I would like a hundred plus views per episode. So I think that's a good goal to set for myself. I think right now the highest it's ever been was like 40 something. So a hundred plus views per podcast. I don't know when um, I would get to a point when that would happen, but for sure that's a great goal of mine that I want. Um, But yeah, so jumping into new year's resolutions. um, So that's one of my new year's resolutions Um, in terms of fitness. It's a, trying to get back down to 176. So it's funny last year going into the new year, I was trying to lose weight cause I was about 200 pounds. I was maybe a little more than that. And my goal was to get all the way down to 170, 165. And I eventually did hit that. And I think the biggest thing that I had going for me was that I had a set plan and goal when, um, when I started my, uh, when I started, uh, in January. So I think for me having that plan and having it most of the, for the most part planned out, having an idea of where I wanted to go with my workouts, how I wanted to go with my, um, like my diet and doing that and planning it out a bit really helped me keep focused. Now, did my goals change as the year went on? Of course I, uh, lost, not quickly, but I got down to about 180 going into the summer. And then I kind of maintained that for the most part. Uh, my training never really changed. Fuck. All right, I'm just going to end the stream. All right, I'm going to end and come back. One second. Uh, there's something going on. All right, we're back. All right, sorry about that. YouTube's being weird. Um, let me know if, uh, this sounds good. I can't really tell right now, but, uh, I hope it sounds good. Um, like I am saying though, um, so going on that for most people, I think they kind of just jump in to new year's resolutions without fully understanding how to plan that out, how to, uh, and understanding why a plan is so important. I think, uh, most people just jump right into it. And I think it's a great, it's a great idea. And for, for some people that might be great to jump right into your new diet, your new workout plan. But I think not having a set plan and a set goals, um, and just kind of going in saying with vague ideas, I think can be a problem because you end up not being able to, you will hit a wall. And if you don't have a plan, that wall might be, um, too big for you to tackle and you'll get frustrated. And that's where I see a lot of people. So, um, having a plan is probably the most important thing you can do going into the resolution. So look, it's the new decade. I know a lot of people are saying like 2020, of course, you know, every year it's the new year, new them, but I think having a plan. So plan out what kind of workouts you want to do. You know, do you want to just be more active? Well, what does that mean? Do you want to go on more walks? Do you want to go running more? Do you want to resistance train more? Do you want to like train as a bodybuilder? Do you want to train as a power lifter? Do you want to just 
train so that you're, you know, you just feel better and as well with diet, plan it out. Do you want to do a specific diet plan? Do you want to just try to eat healthier? Well, what does that mean? So you got to plan out that. I'm not saying you have to like create this giant, uh, super plan that, you know, is super complicated and all that, but I'm saying just having a plan will help you stay organized. And when you start losing weight and then you hit a plateau, um, now you have, at least now you have a plan that you can look back on. It's like, all right, how can I change it a little bit just so that I can keep these goals going? Cause I think people just go in and then they lose some weight for like a month and then they hit a plateau. But since they had no plan, they were kind of just winging it. They have no idea how to keep this up. And then they get frustrated and then they go back. And then basically their whole year is ruined and they don't accomplish any of the goals that they set for. So I think being able to plan everything out in the end will help you um, achieve your goals. Uh, like I said, last year, I had a plan going in. Um, I had a workout plan figured out and I had a nutrition plan for the most part figured out. I wouldn't say it was a complete nutrition plan because at that point I had my diet figured out. So for me, it was more, sorry about that. For me, it was just going from there. So if, so, but in the end I had a plan. So going into last year, I was trying to lose some weight. How was I doing that? Well, I was trying to get more active, but I was also doing bodybuilding training because I wanted to focus on muscle building. And what ended up happening was because I was working out so much and I was eating healthy, but I was also eating less than, you know, I was in a calorie deficit. I was able to lose weight, but I was also able to put on some muscle. So my body ended up uh, looking pretty good at 180. Probably the best my body has looked is now, and I'm really happy about that. Um, but like I said, I didn't feel good going into, uh, going into the end of, um, you know, going into holidays and all that. And I was 200 pounds and I set a goal. All right. I want to get to this weight. It took a while. Don't get me wrong. And when I hit 180 in the summer, I kind of maintained it. I was kind of like, you know, look, I'm working at, you know, I'm working in a kitchen. I'm surrounded by all this food. I'm just going to try to eat as healthy as I can, but I'm probably going to maintain my weight. And that's what I did. I maintained about 180. 185 at most. And that allowed me to put on even more muscle because I was maintaining my weight. I wasn't losing weight. So I wasn't um, getting to a point where I was losing muscle at any point. And then once the school, you just um, lose even more weight. And I got to 170 and I hit 170. And then my goals changed again. So I was like, all right, I hit my goal. I'm 170. Do I want to go to 165 or do I want to bump up a bit? And I decided to bump up a bit to 175. And what I realized was uh, when I hit 175, I was able to strength train again and I was able to get into something. And this led into where I am now, where I want to strength train. I want to power lift. So going into this year, I want to get back to where I was 175 to like 180 because I want to, I actually want to power lift. I want to go to meets. I want to power lift. This is something that I want to do for this year, next year. Like this is my goal now. And going into my goals for powerlifting, um, I want my deadlift going into my first meet. So I plan my first meet probably the end of my next semester, school semester. So June, um, like June, late May, early June. So I want my deadlift to be 425. I want my squat to be 325 pounds. This is or higher. 
and bench press 270 or higher. I think those are goals that are relatively safe. I think none of them are pretty ridiculous. Maybe the bench press, just because my bench press is like low 200s at most right now. So to say that in like six months, I would gain 70 pounds on a lift that's pretty hard to gain, I would say. Um, might be a little unrealistic, but these are max outs. So you never know as well. It's a goal of mine to have. So if I, if a year or two ago was really hard to attain and now it's like, why I actually hit that. So maybe a year ago, I thought 405 on the deadlift or 315 hitting that again might be difficult. But now that I'm shooting for even higher goals, it's like, if I hit 405, that would be great. That'd be amazing for me on the deadlift bench press. If I hit 250, I'd be super happy with that. That would be insane for me because I've never even come close to that. So, but again, I have this plan going into new years and going into 2020. I want a power lift. My powerlifting um, schedule is going to be like this. I'm going to work out three times a week. Monday will be squat and bench competition style. Wednesday will be deadlift competition style and then my bench press accessory work. And then Friday will be squat accessory work and deadlift accessory work. So those three day, those three times a week, I'm getting in my powerlifting training. Don't think it's going to really affect me in any way. If anything, I still want to be um, fit. I still want to keep that up. So doing that won't be so bad. Then going um, into this uh, area, I'm going to try to work that out um, five times a week, at least five times, five to six times a week. I don't think I'm going to work it out every single day. Sunday is going to be more, but um, I think that is a great plan right there going in. And my, I also have planned where either each month or at a certain point, um, cheat to hit these goals. But I, you know, because I want to do as best as I can in my first meet. I don't want to go there and stink it up. Um, do I think I'm going to win? Probably not. On first meet, I passed that. I probably have a plan to do two meets, but um, I really don't know. And as well, with this training, I'm not going to max out until the meet. I'm not going near my one rep max. So starting out, squat will probably be four sets of five, like competition. Um, bench is going to be one set of 10 just to warm up, and then three sets of five lifts other than some accessory work, but now I'm really like focusing on strength. Uh, as for deadlift, it's probably gonna be source four sets of five. So I'm gonna be trying to do that as much as I can. And as well, and then the accessory work, I'm gonna have to figure it out and adjust it. But I think that um, a lot of these things are um, things that I'm going to plan out, but also figure out as I go. And I think that's also fair. If you have a set plan, but you don't fully understand it or you fully don't um like you have most things planned out but you can't going you can always adjust it from there it's super malleable so going from that um um i think that way in this way i feel really comfortable in this way i think i look the best in this way i don't look too small but i don't like getting anywhere more than like 185 to 190 because then i start feeling a, i i may not look it but i definitely feel feel gross and plan. It's basically the same thing that I try to do. I just try to eat as healthy as I can. I try to get as much fruit and vegetables in. Um, for breakfast, it's always, you know, I try to get holidays. I packed on a little bit of pounds. 
So going, so I'm going to try for the first month or two, just try to get back to 175. Honestly speaking, it's like five pounds. It's not that much. I'm not going to be losing really any strength. Um, and I think what's going to happen is my body is going to start adapting. I'm still going to probably build some muscle. I'm, I'm definitely not like, like, I don't think that I'll ever like not put on muscle uh, because I'm just not even close to my genetic potential. So I'll still be putting on muscle, especially core area. When I start working that all the time, I'm definitely going to put on a little bit of muscle there. So it might appear that I have um, abs even at a higher body fat percentage than something that would be ideal if you want to really have visible abs. Um, I'm probably going to maintain like a body fat percentage close to 15%, if not 15, maybe that's my, that's really honestly how I attest like, all right, that's how I estimate relatively where I am now. I think I look good. I think I have a good amount of muscle that gives me some striations in some, uh, like my arms specifically look great. Um, my abs is just kind of one block. It might get a little blockier as I go with my ab training. Um, my chest is the biggest it's ever been. Um, my legs are pretty big for my size, but I wouldn't say they're ginormous, but even when I get stronger, they might grow a little bit and trying to do muscle training. I just like strength training. I think I was just trying to different types of training and I was trying to so many different things. And at the end of the day, I like strength training. That's just me. I like the feeling of getting under the bar and lifting as you can. Um, as well, because it, I'm training for a meet, it gives me more, it gives me a timetable for a goal. You know, I have six months to get as strong as possible for this powerlifting meet. That is great. It puts me in a spot where I have to train for six months to get as strong as possible. I have to put in the work if I want to do well at this meet. It gives me more goals and it's a personal goal. Um, you know, I've been really, the only really sport I've down the road a 5K. Um, but I really like was like, all right, look, you really like lifting weights. Powerlifting is an option. You can do that. And I talked to myself. I thought about it. I started talking to people about it. And I was like, why not? So going into that, I'm uh, super excited for um, this year. Um, and you know what? That would be a good benchmark for half the year because it would be June. So it would be about six months in. Um, six months in, I powerlifting me. Now I can reset, refocus, and it's like, all right, let's train for another one. And then I'll go from there. And then after the year is over, I can review and figure that all out. So like I said, powerlifting for me is what will keep me in check and will is something that I want. You know, I'm trying to show you what I want to do and how it's going to keep me focused. Find, figure out what you want to do and plan it out. If you want to go on more walks, that is a great goal, but do it, but also plan it out. Say, all right, three for the first month, I want to try to walk three to five times a week. And then maybe each month you try to up it one more day. So now you're going to try to walk four to six times, then five to seven, you know, each month and then try to do it more often or you know, you know, try running, try jogging, try going to the gym more often. Say like, all right, this, you know, this first month really going into it, I am really 
want people to understand that if you want to accomplish your goals this year, you have to plan it out. You have to plan it out. I, I can't really emphasize this anymore. I am planned for this year. You got to be planned for this year. And it's it doesn't have to be that complicated. Bare bones plan. Just say, I'm going to do this X amount of times a week. I'm going to do this. I'm going to eat these foods. I'm going to try to slowly go from the bad food, not the bad foods, but the not as good foods that you eat to the better foods that you can be eating. I'm not saying just jump right into some crazy as you can, maybe because you do out as much as you can so that you don't have that problem. Yeah, great. I'm really sorry about my dog. She's going crazy because I'm the only one. I think I'm the only one home and actually my sister's home, but she's asleep. So my point being is like, I left her upstairs, but she doesn't really like the basement. So I don't know what to do. Um, so you'll probably be hearing her bark the whole, but really getting into this, I'm really, um, excited for this year. Um, for my podcast, like the reasons why I'm trying to change it up is I feel like the first few times doing this, especially, you know, 12 episodic thing. And I just feel like you talk about one topic and then you get through it for like 30 minutes. And then it's like, but I have so much more to say. And I think that's also tied with the fact that I had a time limit on myself. I was trying to keep it under an hour. It was like, maybe I have more to say, or maybe, maybe it's like, all right, I get this one topic done. Now let's move on to the next topic. Um, but when you just have a time limit and you just rely on one topic, you know, yeah, some people might like the fact that you only talk for 30 minutes, but other people um, maybe not have the time in one sitting, but they definitely like listening to like an hour, hour and a half podcast, two hour podcast over the course of time. Like look at the Joe Rogan podcast. He sometimes has like three, four hour podcasts. Do you think people can just listen to that right away? Maybe some people that are driving home, but my point is like they will um, listen to it over a period of time. Going into the topic at hand that I wanted to talk about today, other than 2020 goals and all that, that was just something that I just want to introduce into and really get into why I'm changing and why I'm going through all this right now. But the big topic at hand that I wanted to discuss was workout, um, weight loss plans. So, and it's tied to nutrition for the most part. So where to begin with a weight loss plan, especially for people that are, um, resolutioners. So plan it out, figure out your maintenance calories. So go online, type in T D E E total daily energy expenditure. Uh, there's a bunch of websites that have a calculator. Basically, you're just going to punch in your age, your weight, and your height, and your activity level. If you're a beginner, honestly speaking, just do sedentary because you're more than likely sedentary and you just don't realize it. Even if you think, oh, I go on walks three times a week. No, no, no. Do sedentary. It's the best calculation because it, um, basically how they do it is they take all that. They either will convert your weight and height to kg and centimeters. And, or they just do, they basically plug into an equation and then they take that and sedentary number of calories that you should be eating to maintain your weight. And you take that number and you subtract it by 300. Uh,
Sorry about that. Trying to get my sister bringing my dog up to her room. But going back to what I was saying, 300 is a good number because it's from 250 to 300. Uh, I'm sorry. It's a good number because 250 would be half a pound per week. What I mean by that, um, 3,500 calories, um, you need to burn off 35 pound. So that's about 500 calories less per day would add up to a 3,500 because um, five times seven is 35. So you just add a couple of zeros. Seriously. All right. Like I said, it's so doing half a pound is, I would say it's a very safe number. Now, depending on your weight, you could maybe up it a little bit. Maybe you can do a pound per week, especially if you're in a, like if you're really overweight to obese, I would say you can allow yourself to lose a pound to two pounds. I wouldn't say any more than that, but any more than two pounds, I think is excessive for most people. But I think if you're really overweight or obese, you can allow yourself to do maintain that weight, that dropping 500 pounds, uh, 500 calories from whatever you're eating wouldn't be that much. Even a thousand wouldn't be that much. But if you are look a little better, 250 to 300 is the safest uh, number. Now, some people hear half a pound per week and they get frustrated by that number. They think it's so low and they're like, but how long is this going to take me? Well, here's another thing. You got to understand that if you want true weight loss and you want here to get to 170, granted my goals changed as the, as it gone by, but even to get to 180, it took me like four, it took me like four or five months. You got to understand this is, this is not just weight loss is a goal and it's a set goal. And there is a timetable once. And then once you get to that weight, you want to also, you don't want to do it in such a drastic way that when you finally get to your goal weight, it's like, oh, finally. And then you basically go back to your old habits. Lifestyle will ultimately help you when you get to your goal weight to not to be able to maintain that weight for basically the rest of your life. If that's what you want to do, if that's the way you want to look now, you can adjust it from there. That's my point. That if you, you know, once you get a healthy nutrition style and a healthy lifestyle, you can do it. You can adjust it any way you want, because if you feel like you're comfortable enough now, it's like, all right, maybe I can slowly now, maybe every once in a while have those foods that were giving you so much trouble before. But now you feel like even if I have them, even if I like binge on a day, like, like the holidays, even if you go, if you have a binge session and you just eat so much food that you're just going to explode, you if you can feel like, all right, I can bounce right back the next day, back to eating healthy, that's great. I think what a lot of people do is going into this, they don't have a plan, but they know they need to eat less. So they sometimes starve themselves and they don't eat a lot of food. And I think what ends up happening is they're eating so little food um, and then you lose your, and you get to your weight goal really fast. It's like, all right, what did you learn? all right, I need to eat less food, but did you set up healthy behaviors with food? Especially if someone you're really overweight and you're really obese, you have such a terrible relationship with food at that point that 
doing the other extreme, which is just not eating that much, doesn't really help your behaviors with food. It just, um, you just starved yourself until you got to the weight that you wanted. Establish these healthy uh, lifestyle. It will help you in the long run uh, bounce back from honestly binge healthy binge sessions that are perfectly normal and perfectly fine for most people. You know, if you're a normal person and it's Easter, it's, you know, the holidays, you know, any Jewish holidays or Muslim holidays or Christian holidays, or, you know, or every once in a while, you know, you just pig out, but you know that you can bounce right back from it. Great. I can't, you know, that I can't focus enough on how establishing a healthy nutrition style is so great for you in the long run. Um, it's helped me bounce back from pretty heavy holidays, especially for me during like Christmas time. I go visit my grandma. She makes a crap ton of food. And what ends up happening is you just, I just eat way more than I usually eat and I get super bloated, but then I can, as long as I get my workouts and it's fine and dandy, I got you know, hit kind of doubled with this because, um, Christmas and then I had a wedding to go to. So I kind of got doubled a bit with that. And so I kind of bumped right back up to 185 and that's about where I want to max out. So I was like, all right, whatever, I'll get through the the rest of the year. And then once the new year starts, I'll get right back to it. And that's what I've done. And now I'm getting back. I weighed in about 184 this morning, but that was after I ate. So I was probably more close to 182. So like I said, I'm slowly just getting back to where I am. I basically just cut out lunch. Um, lunch to me, I like breakfast food. So I'm going to have my breakfast. Lunch I can come. And you know, sometimes I do meal prep like you've seen with the chili um, I want to try maybe a minestrone, but that's more when I get back to my normal weight, the weight I want to be at. Um, but yeah, so keeping it going, uh, and keeping this in this mindset, when to be strict and when to let yourself cheat. Um, that's honestly up to you. And that's the, the type of nutrition plan you want to establish. So if you want to do like six times a week, Six days a week, you want to eat as healthy as possible. You want to eat as clean as possible. And then there's one day where you basically pig out for the most part. I think it's perfectly normal. It's perfectly fine to have a cheat day. I just think that some people let it let them hit. So what I suggest is having this middle ground where you um, – I would say I prefer more the 85-15% method where 85% of the time you're eating healthy and then 15% of the time you're – the other 15% is basically just you know the foods that are not as healthy as, um, as they could be – the not as healthy foods. So when to be strict and when to allow yourself to cheat – is more, you know, it's a mindset, but it's also um, how you want to establish your goal to you. Um, if you feel like you really can't have a cheat day, or you can only have a cheat day once in a while because you know it's gonna like be bad, then I would even say it also could just mean you're upping your calories for the day. It, and what's gonna happen is you're just gonna realize that like it's almost not worth eating those foods anymore. Maybe at a really like once in a while where you're just like, you know what, whatever. But 
um, if you're going to be honest with yourself and you want to get to a point where that can happen, where these foods are just totally gross to you and you just love the healthy food you're eating, you have to have a plan and you have to be consistent with it. That's another thing. You got to be consistent with your diet plan. You got to be consistent with your workouts. And if you really want to lose weight, you got to plan for the future. You got to plan this out and understand that this might take six months to a year. You got to understand um, every uh, deficit window, you'll lose weight. And that's great. And as you lose weight, you'll lose fat and you'll start looking better. And if you're resistance training, you might put on some muscle and you maybe you want to like, you know what? I like the way I look. I like this, um, like I, you know, I don't mind being at 15% body fat. I think it's perfectly healthy to be there. And so you do that and everything is all good. I think, um, people don't need to get to like 10% body fat or less than 10% body fat. Honestly speaking, a, it's not that healthy, but B it's such a hard goal to accomplish already. It's like, you don't have to stress yourself out about I think a healthy um, body fat percentage is 12 to 15%. And I think for most people, they look great in that weight, in that um, range. And I think that you have all the right to be in that percentage and just be perfectly fine. And I think anyone who they can't understand why someone would be, you know, maybe they want to look that way. And it's fucking hard. Stick to something that works for you. It allows you to eat healthier, get into a better lifestyle, but you also allow yourself um, a cheat day and allow yourself mentally just to refocus and re, um, re. I think when you lose weight, um, it's obviously a physical change. And I think for a lot of people, a point of contention a little bit and not to say that the fitness industry is perfect. I definitely not. I've talked about how it's not and how there's a lot of scam artists out there who are just trying to sell you something but not fully understanding what they eat. you're perfectly fine. You're perfectly healthy. And I think I feel better. I think you know, mentally it helps you uh, feel better too because you're accomplishing something. So you just feel better afterwards. You know, there is a runner's high. There is like a good feeling that you have after lifting weights and all that. And maybe you're frustrated with yourself and it's a good stress relief. So that too. I think they have done a disservice to what weight loss is. It is a hypothyroid where basically their thyroid is overactive and they have a hard time losing weight. Maybe they have Prager's Willie, which is a um, syndrome where you basically don't have the feeling of fullness at all, ever. So you never feel full, no matter how much food. You don't even feel sick after eating all the food. That's like, that's a major issue because if you never feel full, how do you know when to stop eating? You know, or maybe just have a bad behavior with food. But my problem with the healthy at every size movement isn't the idea that you should be uh, mentally ha uh, healthy with yourself, but the statement. Um, obviously, you're not healthy if you're like really obese or overweight. Um, a good indication is body fat percentage. 
and you probably know if you are, but also, and I think BMI gets a bad rap from, because people are like, oh, well, I work out and I'm, you know, according to BMI, I'm overweight. For the general population, it works. If you're a general, if you're part of the general population and you're obese, you're obese. It doesn't matter. If you're obese, you're obese. If you're at the high end of overweightness, you're at the high end of overweightness. You know, some people, and I'm tired of this idea um, that BMI doesn't work. Like it works. If you're obese, you're obese. Understand that. And you are not healthy. Your joint, you have a higher risk for arthritis because your joints are under a lot of pressure. You have all of these ailments that can go with being overweight, especially being over obese. And especially in a nation where obesity is rising at scary amounts, um, there's like five states that have a body, have a um, obesity rate above 35%. Like think about that. Five states have an obesity that's over 35%. Um, I think 60% of America is overweight. A lot of things into it. Do we have a is the what is the you know American Western diet the perceived understanding of what it is? Is it unhealthy? Yes, for the most part it is. Um I think you can make it healthy. I just think people at the bare minimum it's unhealthy. Unhealthy fast food. I think we have over access to food in general, which is a good and bad thing. It's great that you can be able to go down to the supermarket and buy almost anything you want because of the surplus of food we have. The problem is people don't understand which foods to pick. And because there's so many options, there's so many chances that you're going to eat unhealthy. And a lot of times the unhealthy options are cheaper than the healthier options. So there's that too. So a lot of things are going into this and that you are healthy at any size does such a disservice to this problem that we're having in America. And all these people not only have a bad relationship with food, but people who try their hardest to lose weight, but they have a setback already just living. They have a setback and you're telling them basically, no, it's fine. You're healthy at any size. No fucking bullshit. And it pisses me the fuck off. Sorry for my language, but honestly speaking, I have to emphasize this. You are not healthy if you're over. I don't believe in fat shaming. I don't think it works. I think you're just being a jackass. If anyone fat shames someone for being overweight or obese, especially, you know, like if they're going to the gym and they're getting fat shamed, screw those people, okay? You shouldn't be fat shamed for A, trying to become healthier, but B, you shouldn't be fat shamed in general because it doesn't do anything for the person. It All it does is makes the person feel bad about themselves. And it probably discourages them from trying to lose weight. So don't fat shame. That's not what I'm saying. That is clearly not what I'm saying. What I am saying is you should be able to uh, – you should lose weight if you need to. It's perfectly healthy and it's perfectly normal. But, and don't feel like you're doing a bad thing or, you know, you're someone, if you love, if you love someone, you're, and you have a relationship with someone, you try to take care of that relationship so that it grows and becomes healthier. 
It's the same thing with your body. If you want a good relationship with your body, you got to take care of it. I think if you want to love your body and have a relationship, you got to take care of it. You got to make sure that it's healthy, you know, almost all the time. I don't think at any point you're going to be perfectly healthy all the time. I think, you know, you never know what could happen, but I think, you know, trying to become as healthy as you can is a better relationship to your body than just saying that I'm perfectly fine. I don't see how that's possible. So, um, whew, yeah, like I said, if, you know, so going back, weight loss plans, establish a goal, plan it out, understand it's going to take months to a year to get to either where you want it to or where you ever want to be. Understand that you're allowed to cheat every once in a little bit. Every two weeks, it doesn't matter. Allow yourself that. Allow yourself that mental checkup. Um, another point, you are not doing a bad thing by losing weight if you need to. If you need to lose weight, you're not doing a bad thing. Okay? Understand that. Um, don't fat shame people if figure out what workout plans you want to do, figure out what works for you. Do you want to stretch more? Do you want to go on walks more? Do you want to power lift like me? Do you want to body different options? Something's great for everybody, especially if you're overweight or obese because it's non-weight bearing and you don't even realize how much you're, um, how much energy you're expending because, and how hard you're working. Um, planned, uh, we are at the 57 minute mark. So a little under where I wanted to be. Um, but here's the thing. I didn't have, I wasn't trying to talk about, uh, my 2020 lose weight. So I thought it was just a good conjunction to just give my goals and how I up on Spotify, uh, Apple podcasts, etc. Yeah.